0: Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and
1: Patrick Terry. We are two dads with a love for movies.
0: Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Doing well, Jeff. How are you? I am excellent. It is Labor Day, or for those of us not working, Labor List Day, I guess. I don't, I don't know how that works yeah i don't know how that works um as i was fitting i decided to wear my writers guild of america shirt today to uh to support our brethren well i guess to support those w- with the writers Guild currently on strike as well as our as well as those in sag after as well on strike yeah because you know unions are good and you know just pay your people yeah. yay simple Pay the people what Simple. they work for. That's it. <laughs> Yelp. Throw peace to the entertainment world. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, I read this week AMC finally, I guess, struck a deal with uh, SAG-AFTRA. So to uh, they agreed to their terms. So now uh, Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon show, and the other Walking Dead spinoff. off, forgot what it's called. As well as Interview with, with the Vampire Canal Resume uh, production. That's so, you cool. yeah, I,
1: I saw yeah, the trailer gonna... for the Daryl Dixon show, and I'm like, How did he end up where he is? <laughs> so, I'm like, Because he's like in what, France or something. He's, oh, yeah. Like, how you, how you go from Georgia or wherever they were in the last season there? So,
0: oh my god, what if he's just <laughs> in Paris, Texas? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, I still gotta watch the previous one with Maggie and Negan. I never, I only watched the first episode of that. So I mean, for what I watched there, it was pretty good. I don't know how the
0: rest of the season went. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I read that uh, a few days ago. So That's here we cool. go. And I guess Neon Films and A24, I guess, are the other studios that are, you know, yeah. Sounds good. We're <laughs> good to go. <laughs> yep.
1: So at least some folks are working
0: yeah. things out. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And oddly enough, the small <laughs> oddly enough, it's the small studios.
1: Yeah, well, small steps, right?
0: <laughs> yep. Like no, that checks out. We'll halfway do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, let's see here. Oh, uh, today is my oldest niece Avery's fifteenth birthday, which I cannot believe. Cannot. So, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ms. Avery. It's crazy. And then Sunday, Grayson's will be Grayson's ninth birthday. So, Tom's just quick, doing what, Yes. Yeah. Before you know it's it'll be just hey, de- before you know it'll be December and York will be a, will officially be a teenager. Dang. Yeah. He's mentally been a teenager for some years now. <laughs> you got to
1: catch his age will catch up. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Now and they're both great kids. Um, I did get to take him to go see uh, Grand Turismo on That's Friday night, and he he loved it. He thought it was awesome. He I, he also agreed that it was a lot better than what he thought it was going to be. Yeah, because the premise kind of sounds silly, but then you go watch it and then you just get sucked in. True, because it's I, just so good.
1: It was hard, like tur- like I never like my eyes was I was always normally i get distracted i'm checking my watch or i'm on my phone Mm -hmm. no i was very engaged into what was going on and everything made sense like there wasn't anything just thrown in there for whatever like everything made sense to the story that they presented so that
0: was pleasing (laughs) yes so we uh we ended up picking up a used ps4 this this week Mm -hmm. had a budget and store credit at mckay's from me cleaning out the garage and get rid of stuff so we picked up a used ps4 while we were setting up said PS 4 mm-hmm. the music that was playing in the background is the exact same music where, uh, yawn and I almost said Hopper, um, Salter, uh, go to the crash site. They're in the, mm-hmm. they're both crammed. The, the two giant men are crammed into a tiny Porsche, which to me was just hilarious. And to watch <laughs> yes. both of them try and crawl out of it, even more hilarious. Um, because I would be crawling of it, and I am not a tall person. Um, but I love a Porsche. Uh, anyways, as they're getting out, they're having their little somber talk. The music playing in the background is the same music that was playing during the setup of the PlayStation. Wow.
1: Well, makes sense.
0: Sony. That's that's literally what you would refer to as a deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I was like, because I told York when we were sitting up, like, dude. He's like, what? What? I go, the music. He's like, yeah. It's the same music they was playing when they were got out of the, when they went and revisited the crash site and having that little talk. He was like, "Oh my God, you're right." <laughs> it's like, moments like that are rare. Yeah, that's uh, so that's 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 a good catch and deep cut on that. That's and just what you know what a novel way to you know incorporate you know once again they found a way to incorporate the game into the movie, mm-hmm. and just yeah no I just kudos to them again i just i when i found that and i saw that i was like oh, that's that's yeah one more thing for me just to really enjoy yeah and to let you know how much york liked it he was on the phone with his mom uh the other day and he was talking about the movie and he said well if you would like to go see gran turismo i would happily go with you to see it <laughs> you know happily go see it again Though, so, and york generally doesn't like to go see movies more than once so right. he really likes a movie if he's going to see it twice. It's a great um, sign. Yes, that's yep. yep. So now he's down there trying to. He's got F one. They didn't have Gran Turismo, but they had F one. So he's down there got his little racing up, trying to be the next John Martinborough. There you there. go, going against the line. <laughs> yep, and he did. He's like he's like. Well, sometimes you know you just got to create your own line, and it oh my god, it worked. And then he tried <laughs> it a second time. Oh, okay. Not every time, though. <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> okay, so I gotta share this. It's freaking it cra- it had me rolling yesterday. So he's all into this racing game, this F1 racing game, and he's doing the steering thing and the pedals, and he's so into it. He's mm-hmm. tensing up, so his muscles are sore Dang. from it. He got up, he's like, he switched the gate after he you know, had been playing for a while. He switched games. He's like, All right, I got to switch it up. I'm exhausted and I've got swamp ass. <laughs> I go, <Dang>. What? <laughs> Those were his exact words. I'm like, Oh wow. my God, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted and I have swamp ass. Uh, I, and I'm like, I feel like I've said that a time or two at work. <laughs> Hey, it's just hot out, man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I asked him before he played to, this morning. Go, did you stretch? So you might want to stretch, do some head, you know, do some neck rolls and everything, just so you yeah. stay kind of loose and you don't tense up too much. I want
1: to get a cramp. Be on that turn. Yeah. Oh my God, my yeah. elbow, arm cramp. Here,
0: it's, here, bro. Yeah. Eat a banana between races. There you go. that. <laughs> <Good laughs> Can't be having you cramping up, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, his heart? Part. I love him. Uh, but he, yeah, he had me rolling on that one. Uh, <laughs> and it just like it was just it just was just another thought to him. And he just kept moving on. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude, man, <sighs> you're a funny kid. I love it. Whew. Chip off the old block. Yeah. <laughs> some things I don't even think he gets for me. They just, that's just him. But that's natural. Yeah. It's just genetic at some point. <laughs> uh between me and his mom, he really doesn't have much of a chance. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was it we saw? We had one. Uh, I was listening to one of my dad joke TikToks, and they they did one, and it had him. It had him rolling. And I just it was an art joke, but I, for, I forgot what it was. It was kind of gross, but it was it, it had him rolling though. Yeah. I said, there you go, York, you can use that one on your friends. But now I can't remember it. Damn it! Uh, but yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, otherwise, we're, we're doing well. We're preparing for my mom's mm-hmm. visit. And after she gets done uh, doing the first leg of her grandkids tour, birthday grandkids tour. So she's up there in Erie celebrating uh, my niece's birthday right now. And then she'll come back, drive up, and then she'll come visit us and for a few days. So yep that's what we are doing so we're just kind of getting ready for that getting ready for grace's party ruth has been making a lot of cool crafts with uh which is different things i guess they decided they're going to have like a candy themed birthday party mm-hmm. so she's making all kinds of cool little different uh household things uh into like overblown like looking candy shapes her. it's pretty cool actually her and grace have been doing it it's like all right go let me know what i need to do <laughs> please <laughs> so, <laughs> cool that's cool yeah no that's pretty dope um yeah that's about it over here what about you ma'am what's going on things are good here um
1: i had mentioned but my niece has been doing or maybe I did mention she's doing gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So supposedly I think she's having her first kind of competition in December. So right now okay. they're just prepping. So, yeah. um, <clears throat> I haven't checked out any of her practicing cause I, I don't want to be a distraction cause she gets distracted real easily. So my mom and yeah. sister of course are there, but uh, definitely in December, I plan on going for her first competition see how that goes. Go. And then, um, Kyla just doing well in school, keeping her grades up. She's, uh, taking Culinary. She even takes a criminal Justice class which she's doing well in As well. So cool. She's so. Excited about all her classes and yeah. um, Everything's A's and B's so Far. No pressure <laughs> from me. She's get, Putting that pressure on herself. I'm like just Right. Effort. <laughs> you know just give yep. your effort Focus on that. Maximum, get your
0: maximum effort
1: yes, Maximum <laughs> effort. So So far she tries to finish all her work in school so she Doesn't have homework for the weekend. Yep. And so so hopefully she'll be here this Coming up weekend because the nun too comes out and
0: she's yep. wanting to see that sure yeah. does. she's wanting to see that so yeah and then <laughs> uh yeah everything's <clears throat> good here in house so. cool 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 uh when york and i went to go see uh gran turismo we passed by all the posters and i'm like yep seen it yep seen it yep seen it got to the and i go nope patrick <laughs> i'll have a great time and york just started laughing i said come on you and i both know i'm not gonna go see that movie
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i didn't make it through the first one but i'm not like, but I waited till I was, you know, streaming and everything. and that. Yeah. Because oh, well, I'm going to watch all that Conjuring Universe stuff. But I'm going to do it in my own time, <laughs> not in the theater.
1: Yeah, I'll probably rewatch the first one this week. Yeah. Just because uh, the movie i talk about later, I went yeah. back and watched the first two. And going into the new one, it was just like a nice little flow. So plan on doing that for The Nun, too, as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we were playing Mortal Kombat yesterday mm-hmm. on Switch, and I like Mortal Kombat games because they're just mindless and they're stupid. Yeah, and they're fighting games. They're yeah, and they're quick. I mean, they're quick matches and all that. So they're not something that's going to take you forever in a day to get through. You just you just fight. Once you're doing like one on, one on one, it's you're doing the little tournament thing, right? Um otherwise but while we were playing i was telling new york i said you know patrick would be really proud of me (laughs) i'm going through all these fight things and they're like stabbing people and through eyes and different things and i'm just unfazed (laughs) i'm just working my way through it (laughs) but just chugging along through eyes and different things like this is so gross this is so (laughs) stupid and gross i think is my exact words like it's so stupid and gross I guess like, it helps that it's on the Switch, so the graphics aren't as intense. Right, exactly. It's not like the blood shooting out of me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, man. But, yeah, I was like, he'd be, that's a Patrick would be so proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working my way through the eye stuff. Uh. Maybe i will get numb to it soon. <laughs> or not. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Well, that's computer graphics versus, like, actual movie practical magic or... They make it look as real movie as possible. Magic. Yeah. yeah. Like hard pass. But yeah. Uh, fun times. Alright. Let's get into it. Uh, trailers. We have. They released the trailer for Ferrari. The life story of Italian sports car. Entrepreneur. Enzo Ferrari. Played by Adam Driver. <laughs> what Driver. was the movie he was in with. Uh, I was trying to remember, what was the movie he was in with uh, Lady Gaga? Um, House of Gucci. You're right. Okay, never mind. All right, that's what it was. So he went from playing one rich Italian to another rich Italian. Gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) And this is going to sound horrible, and I don't want it to be, so maybe I shouldn't say it. But when I first saw it, I thought it was Jeremy Strong from Succession because of the way his hair was styled back. And I feel like they like taped his ears back. <laughs> and again, I don't mean that to be mean. It's just, yeah, I, I mean, that's what He's it was prominent like, ears. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they looked like they weren't as prominent in this trailer as it, which made me again, until they, he took his sunglasses off. I, it would have look like Jeremy strong from succession. And it's like, I thought I even drive. Oh, wait, there we go. Sunglasses are off. Yeah. Definitely a bit more. But yeah, I noticed in this trailer, there's very, very, very minimal dialogue in the trailer. It's just, mm-hmm. do, 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 you know, quick edits and the music to match it. Yeah. So. And it's directed by Michael Mann, who is one of my all-time favorite directors. So I am so looking forward to this and to see what he's going to do with it. Yeah, sure. And yeah. uh, Shailene Woodley's in it. Patrick Dempsey is in it. Penelope Cruz, Jack O'Connell... Uh, dude uh what's his name the steg from uh if you ever watch top gear mm-hmm. the show top gear the steg is in it the guy that basically the person that does all the driving okay. like the course driving for whatever car they're you know featuring that that week okay so, anyways yeah. yeah i love it that they got him
1: so it's interesting Michael Mann's directing this, but he produced Ford vs Ferrari. And I made a comment like it'd be cool if there was a Ford <laughs> movie coming out at the same yep. time that you literally have Ford vs. Ferrari. It'd be a good right. little but it didn't work
0: out that way. <laughs> yeah. not, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> yet. As you as you so after we put it, yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yet. I mean it could happen.
0: It could. Yep. <laughs> That'd be awesome though. Uh but yeah, looking forward to that. That comes out Christmas, and uh, where were they? Venice, yeah. The Venice Film Festival was this past week, and Adam Driver during an interview was basically talking about how Hollywood need to get their ass in gear and pay, you know, end the strike essentially. Yeah, just me at the table with the actors and the writers, and essentially could be. And so, petty. it's not
1: like the money's not there. <laughs> you're pretty yeah, much yeah, you're just, making
0: an investment. <laughs>
1: yeah write it off if you need to <laughs> but pay these people
0: yeah. pay debt, In- man it's <laughs> malkovich rounders impression i wonder um, if this
1: i wonder if ferrari will end at le mans
0: as well oh <laughs> or at least be featured right i bet it is yeah i bet it is what is a simulator <laughs> 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 oh, oh. <shit. laughs> but, so we go from from Ferrari with one of my favorite directors to the killer with one of my favorite directors uh, directed by David Fincher. Michael Fassbender uh, literally just his character's name is called the killer after a fateful near miss an assassin uh, battles his employers and himself on an international manhunt. He insists insists isn't personal. He's wearing Brad. Pitt's hat from Bullet Train, in this, <laughs> and there's like Charles Parnell's in it. Otherwise, there's like a lot of people I do not recognize, which is kind of cool too, because you know, like seeing different people. Yeah. So. yep. and that is uh, it's going to be in select theaters in October on and be on Netflix November 10th. And then we have, uh, see if I can find it again. Oh. we have Lakeith Stanfield. I wonder if you, I don't know if you've seen this one uh, in a movie called The Book of Yeah, The Book of Clarence. A down on his luck Jerusalemite, there we go, embarks on a misguided attempt to capitalize on the rise of celebrity and influence, the Messiah for his own personal gain. The journey leads him on an exploration of faith in an unexpected path. I feel like this is supposed to be like a satire, I guess better way to put it. Like, you know, it's going to have a message yeah. about uh celebrity influencers and, but also kind of have a, uh, you know, have some sort of moral message other, other than just, you know, they're not going to be like crapping on Jesus or anything like that. It's the, like, hey, you're focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to draw attention to this. Right. And so, anyways, uh, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, James McAvoy, Laquise Stanfield, Marianne Jean Baptiste, David Oyelowo, uh, Alfred Woodard, and Omar C. Yeah, there's great cast. Uh, written and directed by James Samuel. Coming out January 12th next year.
1: James Samuel also wrote and directed The Heart of They Fall. That was on Netflix.
0: Yes. Yes. Which is also, I love that movie.
1: Should be good. Comes out the day after my birthday. (laughs) Hey, yo, it
0: sure does, doesn't it? Yep. I guess I know how I'll be spending that weekend. There you go. Uh, Next we have uh, Emerald Fennell's Latest movie uh, starring uh, Barry Kagan. Uh, Or is it Keoghan? How do do they pronounce it at the Oscars? I'm trying to remember. Barry Keoghan. Uh, That's Irish. (laughs) A student at Oxford University finds himself drawn into the world of a charming and aristocratic classmate who invites him to his eccentric family's sprawling estate for a summer never to be forgotten. Uh, Also starring Archie from Grand Turismo, Rosamund Pike, who I love, great actress, Carrie Mulligan, another great actress, uh, Jacob Elorde, Elordi, Alison Oliver, Richard E. Grant, and, yeah, so, it's very, it's a very awardsy movie, we'll just say, yeah, because she's, uh, for those that may or may not remember, Emerald Fennell is the one that Directed promising young woman that with Carrie Mulligan that was amazing. So, yep. It looks good. It looks very awardsy though. It's a very awardsy movie. It comes out Thanksgiving. So, and that is all I got for trailers for this week. Unless you came across one that I didn't mention. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. cool. I. Since you've got the uh, the main feature, I'll let you go ahead and go first.
1: Alrighty. So I checked out The Equalizer 3, which will be Denzel's final performance as Robert McCall. You know, I'm going to say, quote, maybe. You know, you never know right. what happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you never know.
1: I've heard different things <laughs> that said the director would be interested in doing the aging on Denzel or maybe having oh, Lord. His, his son come and play during a prequel, you know i think Pride. that'd be more that'd probably be a better be. route yeah yeah but um you never know you never know um but uh equalizer three came out september 1st this past friday runtime of an hour and 49 minutes which i think it's the the shortest of the three
0: yeah
1: because the other two are over two hours two hours and directed by antoine fuqua and of course stars denzel washington as robert mccall uh dakota fanning which would be their first time on screen since *Men on Fire*. Yep. Uh, who she plays uh, Emma Collins, and Eugenio Mastrandre as Gio Benucci, uh, David Denman, Frank Conroy, uh, Gaia Scod- Scodellaro as Amina, Sonia Amar as Chiara uh, ben- Benucci, and Remo Gerone as Enzo Arizio. <clears throat> So Robert McCall finds himself at home in southern Italy, but he discovers his friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As the event turns deadly, McCall knows that he what he has to do, become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia. So the movie pretty much starts off where the teaser trailer had left us where he's in the basement of his house and he's giving people nine seconds before he kills them. You know, mm-hmm. just normal, normal Robert McCall stuff. So as you do, so so we get to see the conclusion (laughs) of these events, but um, which takes place in a secluded winery in Sicily, crime enforcer Lorenzo Vitale arrives to see that many of his henchmen have been brutally killed. And he finds Robert McCall in the basement held at gunpoint by the two remaining henchmen. And, you know, he does wonder, like, why those two are still left alive if this one man took everybody else out. So they do have a brief conversation but McCall swiftly takes them all out. In the process um hitting Vitali with a kind of like a fatal wound which he tells him you got 6 minutes and you're going to be dead and yeah. he just he walks out got a black bag with I guess that's what he came for. But what he didn't expect is Vitali had his son waiting out in the car as he went in to investigate. So you know Robert, Robert tells him just Be cool. Everything will be okay. And he's walking away and he has gunfire. He starts shooting up in the sky because he thinks it's, you know, like a a sniper or whatever. But Mm -hmm. he turns to find that the son has a rifle aimed at him and he's let off a few rounds. So Robert draws his weapon. Kid runs off. But he discovers that he got shot in the middle of his back. And Mm -hmm. so once he discovers the wound, like he kind of drops slowly and for a moment even considers suicide just because of how bad he's feeling. But um he manages to get back to his car and take the ferry back to the mainland. But as he's driving along highway road, he stops on the side of the road and ends up passing out due to shock. Yeah. But he gets he gets found by um, Gio Benucci, who's local law enforcement, that takes him to Enzo Arizio, who's the the town's doctor. Okay. Um it turns out that um, so when Enzo Enzo is getting him getting him, you know, treating him, you know, Robert's kind of out of it but he asks enzo asked him whether or not he's a good person or a bad person and robert's like i don't know mm. <laughs> i don't know but he spends most Depends of his time you're asking right <laughs> and what the situation is yeah but um <clears throat> so the town he gets taken to is called altamont which is a small italian town and and so robert's recovery ends up being slow he has to get around with a cane but as he gets used to the town, he starts to, you know, basically adjust to it. It's very peaceful. The people there, they get along well and <clears throat> almost kind of find himself at home in a way. You know, he feel he feels like he's where he's supposed to be. But, of course, this wouldn't be an <laughs> a equalized move if there wasn't some kind of issue, some kind of trouble.
0: There is nothing to equalize. <laughs> right.
1: So, <clears throat> as so, well... After his event at the winery, he contacts and makes an anonymous tip to the CIA um, agent Emma Collins about the winery and its role in illegal drug trade and money laundering. So uh, Emma investigates and finds out that the tip checks out and they discover that the wine seller, like the wine they're selling, has a, you know, drugs basically in the bottle. Like it's like a false bottom type deal. Um, and they find a room full of money. And so she decides to figure out who this Robert McCall is and finds, you know, seeks him out, finds him. They have their interaction where he's being real evasive about who he is, but he's telling her a lot of stuff about what she does. Like, she know, he knows more about what she does than, you know, I guess she realizes, but also doesn't really give his identity away. But, and as peaceful as this town of Altamont is, uh, Robert does discover that there is a group by the name of Kimora that it tends to do harm and to the town and the people in it. So of course he has a new mission. <laughs> and then from there, it's just him doing his Robert McCall thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, it's very intense, especially that first scene in the, in the winery. Um, like he really he takes them out and there's a lot of, there's two eye things in that scene. So gotcha. I did give you a heads up on that. Um, yeah, he's real menacing in this. Like, I mean, he he's pretty violent in the first two. But this right. one, he's almost like Michael Myers, Jason level stalkery mm-hmm. type thing, <laughs> especially like the Dang. last final moments of the movie. But, um, yeah, he's not playing like he got this town of peaceful people that he's grown to like become friends with. And he's not letting this gang take over. So he does what he has to do to protect them. And um, he don't play. <laughs> yeah, Robert McCall and John Wick. If they give you a chance to leave, leave. <laughs> right. Take take the warning because if you don't, it's, it's done. You're not gonna like yeah. how you get taken out. But I, I really did enjoy this. Um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be as intense as it was. Um and then it was cool seeing Dakota Fanning and, and Denzel watched it on screen. They have at least three scenes where they're just them going yeah. back and forth with each other. So that was cool to see. See, uh there was one moment during the first encounter where it seemed like she was nervous cuz her voice kind of cracked a little bit. I don't know if that was yeah. the character or that was just her. Right. But it was good seeing them go back and forth and um it's it definitely goes out strong. Like it's like the the second one kind of middle of the road. First one was great. The second yeah. one was kind of a dip. This one kind of brings it back up. So, if it's on your list, definitely, definitely. I recommend it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, just, I couldn't find time, and then when I had time, I'm like, I'm going to be too tired for this, and then stayed up too late playing video games. So, really, I, and I was like, damn, I really could have just gone. <laughs> I just didn't, that's a shame on me. So, I'm going to try and go see it this weekend, uh, before everything gets too crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, but I'm definitely looking forward to it, because I watched the second one. I think the second one's on Hulu, mm-hmm. and you know commercials and all, but then Didn't really take me out of anything. It was still fun to watch. For reals.
1: Goes back to his bald look in this one.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He means
1: means business.
0: Yes. Well, I shaved my head for you. (laughs) You're mine. Oh, man. All righty. Well, I watched on Netflix. You are so not invited to my bat mitzvah. So So I emphasize the so not because it's. In highlight, well, it's a neon on the title of the poster, so it's like, oh, we, I guess we're gonna totally emphasize it. Uh, It's rated PG-13. This uh, came out August 25th. Runtime one hour 43 minutes. Stacy and Lydia are BFFs who've always dreamed about having epic bat mitzvahs. However, things start to go comically awry. When a popular boy in middle school drama threatens their friendship and their rite of passage, uh, written by Allison Allison Peck, directed by Sammy Cohen. This is based on a book. Okay. Starring Adam Sandler as Danny Friedman and his daughters playing his daughters, uh, Sadie Sandler as Ronnie Friedman, the older one and Sonny's, Sandor as Stacy Friedman, the main, uh, character. And then you also have, uh, Adam Sandor's wife, Jackie Sandor playing, not his wife, but the, his best friend or, uh, Stacy's best friend, uh, Lydia, her mother. So okay. basically, yeah, it, but Idina Menzel from wicked and all that, uh, plays, a. Uh, his wife brief Friedman in the, and this is the second time Adam Sandler and Adina Menzel were in a movie together. Uh, they both were in uncut gyms. So if you remember that, so yeah, yeah, she was fierce in that movie. Oh my gosh. yeah, Playing his wife in that, uh, Samantha Lorraine plays Lydia Rodriguez cats in this movie. So, uh, yeah, so Lydia and Stacy are playing in their bat mitzvahs, you know, it's supposed to be this rite of passage, you read the Torah, and then it's all about the party afterwards. And right. you know, who basically can throw a better party and you know, it's a, as well as like a popularity thing. Okay. So you know, who can go who can over top, you know, who can go over the top more than the previous person? So that obviously they're all talking about it at school and all those things. Yeah so it uh so yeah so Stacy's had this crush on this boy named uh Andy Gofar and played by Dylan Hoffman and he uh, she's totally been crushing on him and uh just but like he does it's one of those like he doesn't notice her type of things he until he kicks the soccer ball and the soccer she stands up from where she was sitting uh talking to her friends and gets basically hit in the face with soccer ball and that's how he notices her. But it's like every time he sees her, he just asks if she's okay. <laughs> okay. And you know, it's one of those type of things. It's not like
1: you just feel he's remembering about her there.
0: who she is, but it's like, Hey, I'm just checking in on you. Cause you know, I kicked the soccer ball in your face. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, they end up getting invited to a popular girl's house you know, they do like a makeover and everything. then they go to this place called the ledge.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And basically they dare, you know, they're like daring people to go jump off the ledge. Stacy basically says, yeah, I'll go do it. And she runs, she jumps off the ledge, you know, and he's like, he says, uh, Stacy Freeman, you're a legend. And then some, an embarrassing thing occurs. Her, uh, she is currently on her period her pad floats to the top with, <laughs> and there's blood on it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, an embarrassing thing. And it's like the red river, the red you know, the, you know, yeah, it's becomes a thing. She's highly embarrassed. She gets mad because Lydia ends up laughing with her friends, with everybody else, instead of having her back. Yeah. Um, other girls start saying, you know, she's having her period. Literally all of us are having, you know, have it every month. Yeah. Cause they're in junior high. So everybody's, Apparently yeah. it's just uh, like,
1: it's not that big a deal. Cause we all yeah,
0: just, yeah, you couldn't, and then gives the boy shit that you couldn't actually like, there's no way you'd be able to handle having one. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like that, which is cool. And these are people that, you know, these just other girls like, cause if it was, basically if it were them, they wouldn't, you know, they'd hate for that to happen to them. Right. So, so basically Stacy and Lydia kind of have a falling out over this. And then Stacy catches, uh, that some function and catches Lydia making out with Andy, and so she's really pissed and like, yeah. Based your typical like junior high drama stuff like that occurs. Yeah, and you know other things that are occurring, trying like there's like revenge, stupid re- social media revenge stuff that happens. But this movie is such a great, great coming of age movie, especially for teens. <clears throat> that kind of helps explore what you know like teenage drama is in today's age you know today's age yeah but it's still relatable enough for us adults that even though we didn't have that social media back then we still know what it was like to have that sort of thing you know to feel embarrassed have an embarrassing situation uh occur when you're around someone that you had a crush on yeah then you know and then like maybe not your best friend hooks up with one, but you know somebody else and it it then gets awkward and you know what, you know, how bad that hurts. Yeah. So, but also having to deal with like family drama too. And it's just, yeah, but this movie is, it's great. It it is such a fun watch. I would happily rewatch this. This is just one you can rewatch. Obviously due to, it depends, I guess, on how, how uh, mature your kids are and understand what, you know it's i mean boys at least knowing what a period is and what all that is where your kids are at and their and in their growth we'll say uh maturity level and understanding what all that is yeah girls obviously will understand a little bit more and will be able to relate to this movie more but boys can still watch it and get something out of it you know what i mean and parents will just enjoy it because it is good and there's a lot of there's several scenes where, you know, like Adam Sandler the supporting character in this. He's the dad. Okay. And it's his kids are kind of more have a more starring role. Um, But it is it, he there's some scenes. I'm like, this is a, I guarantee this is stuff that he's done to them, to his actual kids. <laughs> like he's literally FaceTiming his daughter while they're in the car. While his daughter's in the car with her best friend and her mom, her best friend's mom, and talking about, I'm at the store to get tampons. What kind of tampons do I, what kind of flow are you having? What are we talking about here? Like, which ones do I need to get? She's like, Dad, stop. Because, of course, FaceTiming and on speaker. So, you know. Everybody,
1: yeah. Everybody can hear. Yeah. it's do, do I get the wings?
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh, my God. It's freaking hilarious. It's just, wow. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's awesome. I'm like. This is yeah. There's a hundred percent chance he's done this on purpose to his kids, to embarrass them. But no, I I really enjoyed this. It was yeah, pretty good movie. Long title, very good movie though. Okay, and you know, like most good coming of age movies, there's always a payoff at the end. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, I highly recommend it. Good acting, good script, based on a book. Fun watch.
1: There you go. Alrighty. Um, I checked out the Good Mother, which also released this past Friday. And it has a runtime of ninety minutes. So okay. Good sweet spot time. Yep. Um, directed by Miles joris um, Herafit. I hope I said that right. I don't know. Uh, stars Hillary Swank. She plays Marissa Biddings. Olivia Cook, who plays Paige. Jack Raynor as Toby. I remember him from Midsummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. RIP, uh, yeah. bro. Yeah.
1: Uh, Hopper Penn uh, plays Ducky. So after the murder of her estranged son, a journalist forms an unlikely alliance with his pregnant girlfriend to track down who's responsible. Uh, together, they confront a world of drugs and corruption in the underbelly of a small city. It's not the best description of it, cause, but... yeah. Um, so it takes place in 2016 in Albany, New York. Um, when the movie starts, we see this man running down streets, dark, and there's like a white truck chasing him. And the final shot that we see of him is the car getting close to him. Then a real, real close shot up to his face. And then, you know, you just assume that he, he dies. You don't, they don't show how, but, um, so they were introduced to Marissa who wakes up on her couch and there's a half bottle of alcohol on her coffee table and her house is a myth. So she just, she's not all together, <laughs> um, but she drags herself to work. She works as a journalist for the Albany times union. And during their normal morning briefing, where you know, just go over different stories, the bosses just going over different things they can do to improve their operations there. But in the middle of that, an officer comes into the room, interrupting, and calls her out to the hallway where she's informed of her son, Michael, having been murdered. But we also learn that the police officer is her other son, Toby. And so at the funeral, uh, Marissa spots uh, Michael's girlfriend, Paige, and her son, Toby's like, you know, it's not worth it. Leave it alone. But when everything's over, she, she basically just power walks up to her, Smacks her as hard as she can across the face, right as Paige is telling her she's pregnant. So dang. <laughs> um, but awkward. You no, know, yeah. But they end up meeting in a tavern, and Marissa apologizes, saying that you know she had any idea that she was pregnant, she would have slapped her. But she literally said it. She still <laughs> would. She, oh, she She intended. She. Meant I'm to call do bullshit that. on that one. <laughs> yeah, she meant to do that. Um, and so Paige is just basically telling, her, like, look, you don't have to like me. All you have to do is like this little shrivelly up little body that's maybe that's in my belly. You know, that's it. You know, you can hate me. That's cool. But, you know, basically just tell her she wants her to be in her child's life. You know, she wants to. Like yeah. She's not, regardless of their history. Um, Then they kind of go over, you know, Michael was kind of a junkie. And Paige tells her that, you know, it wasn't her fault that he did that. But Marissa's like, you know, I don't know that. I don't yeah. know that. So they're not really close. Marissa and Michael weren't really close. But, um, you know, but there's like a weird thing where Paige is like, I, she wants to get to the bottom of what happened. Um, so she ends up going through Michael's stuff and in the suitcase, she finds old trophies and clothes, but then two bags of drugs with like two M's on each bag. And so she ends up taking it to his brother, the cop. And so mm-hmm. he's like, why don't you just call 911? It's like, well rather just, you know, just bring it here to you. And so, you know, he tells her he, she did the right thing and asked whether or not that's all of it. So she, she technically left one bag in the suitcase and hid it under Marissa's house but turned this one in. Um, so they kind of reluctantly team up in a way to try to figure yeah. out what's going on. So Paige has been trying to contact Michael's friend, Ducky, who you know, that's the last person he had contact with. And so Toby has said that this person is also a person of interest because of that and that um, that's the last person to contact. And considering the lifestyle that they led, he feels like there was a drug related thing and Toby led to his brother being killed. So they're, they're trying to find him, too. Um, in the middle of all this, Marissa's just drinking. Like every time you see her, she's at a bar drinking. There's even a shot where she's being served a drink. And before the bartender walks away, she's calling him back to fill up the the glass again like she's she's a mess uh-huh. but her backstory is her husband had passed away from an undisclosed illness yeah at an undisclosed time so she's been dealing with that um she tries to go back to work but her boss says you know when your husband passed you took like three months <laughs> so you know we're giving you time to take care which is weird you know you're a journalist you take three months off like she must be a great journalist to be able to get that much time off and still keep her job, you know. Or yeah. maybe maybe they're just that bad off with staffing. I don't know how that works. Um but Marissa does see Ducky and he goes running off to a train yard. You know, I'm sitting there just watching this. He's running, she's running after him I'm like that's crackhead. You're not gonna catch him. Yeah. You're not gonna catch him. But she she follows him, which is, you know, it's not smart. Very dangerous. And um he ends up hitting her on the back of the head, knocking her out. And they kind of have a conversation. She thinks that he killed her son. It's like, I wouldn't do do that. That's my best friend, you know. Yeah. But, you know, she's not buying it. You know, he, for she doesn't really know what her son was in the middle of because of course they're estranged. Um but um it doesn't really lead anywhere. <laughs> um let's see. Yeah. There's there's not much else to talk about with this movie. <laughs> now, sure. I I did like it even though it's not that well made. <laughs> it felt more like um like if this has been a long series and this was like the finale for the show. This what it felt like like just a long ninety minute episode from a series. Um, I don't know. This I just didn't. Like I I still don't want to spoil it. Which is why I don't want to say too much more about it. But right, it's I like the twist in it that comes about like as a twist that I thought about, but I was kind of hoping wasn't where they were going with it, but they did, which is about the only thing i liked about it. It's kind of, but it's kind of predictable. And then with the title of the good mother at the end, you're wondering, was Hilly strength's character, a good mother, or, you know, like what, what her, I guess her character is, you know, who mm-hmm. is the good mother it is. Was it Marissa? Was it Paige? I don't know. I don't know what the title's referencing. Cause you yeah. know, Marissa's is not that, great of a person in this <laughs> i'll just leave it so at that
0: <laughs> they forgot the, they left off the question mark at the end of the title <laughs> right
1: and it does kind of lit in open-ended i guess yeah which is where i'm like okay by the end of this i'm not quite convinced that she's a good mother <laughs> so maybe you know the girlfriend is or the title just didn't seem to fit by the end of the movie <laughs> and it ends just kind of abruptly no real conclusion um yeah but it did feel like it was like a small part of something bigger. And mm. we're just getting like the latter part of it. So it's missing a lot of um meat to it. <laughs> so gotcha. Maybe if they made it a little longer, maybe like twenty minutes, or maybe they made it two hours where they could have
0: maybe fleshed out sh- some things. Yeah.
1: Fleshed out her relationship with her son. Maybe showing a relationship with their husband, how mm. she was affected by that and just Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't have a lot didn't have a lot going for it. Um so but I still kinda liked it. It's just not that Great of a movie. Gotcha. I I just wanted so much more from it, but
0: right, yeah. Wait for streaming. (laughs) There you go. Gotcha. Good to know. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So, found a kids' movie for younger kids. So if Mm -hmm. you have younger kids, this would be a good one for you. Not Grayson might watch this. I don't even know. It's she's kind of at a weird age as far as what she likes to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see her watching, just having it on and, but I could see her not watching it repeatedly, like maybe one time, like a one time watch Yeah. She came across it, but not something she would want to watch over and over. Okay. Uh, on Hulu, uh, now available on Hulu is a movie called mummies. It wasn't, I don't even think it came out to theaters here. If it did, it was like a one week, thing. like it was in and out quicker than anything. Like very limited but release. Very limited release. Uh, yep. It is Brit- like a, it is like a British movie. Uh, so, yeah, like Amazing Maurice and stuff like that is those type of animated. It's uh, animated movies. So it came out March thirty first this year. Rated PG, one hour twenty eight minutes. It follows three mummies as they end up in present day London and embark on a journey in search of an old ring belonging to the royal family stolen by the ambitious archaeologist Lord Carnaby. Who's confused?
1: A lot, a lot to unpack there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So a better summary. The film follows the fun adventures of three ancient Egyptian mummies who live in an underground secret city, underground secret city, hidden in ancient Egypt. Okay. Clears mud or sand. Uh a trio includes a princess, a former charioteer charioteer, a guy that rides a chariot. Okay. My I am Spartacus. Uh and his or Ben Hur, I guess. Uh and his younger brother, along with their pet baby crocodile. Through a series of unfortunate events, the mummies end up in present-day London and embark on a wacky and hilarious journey in search of an old ring belonging to the royal family, which was stolen by the ambitious archaeologist Lord Carnaby. There you go. That was, be- that was better. <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, it's still Long-winded. not... It is, and it's not... So the plot is so kind of convoluted. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean... it it's kind of hard to follow even for me. And you just, it's one of those movies you just kind of have to go with because okay. it's because, you know, it's, you're not trying, you know, it's just there to entertain. It's just trying to get from set piece to set piece and maybe a few jokes. There's some sing. they're singing in it. Uh, it's interesting. I was kind of joking with York that I said, it's kind of weird, but I mean, I guess it's not, I should I'm going to say this is kind of weird, but at the same time, I recognize whenever Americans make, you know, movies set in other countries and we have American actors playing them, obviously, Mm -hmm. and they have no accent. I get it. I recognize that. So I'm not unaware of this when I make the statement that it is weird that Egyptians have British accents. I'm not unaware of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not, because really, it's not any more weird whenever, like, say, the mummy. <laughs> and they have American, you know, they found Americans. Anyways, the uh, Pharaoh's daughter is going to have to get married, you know, cause, as you do. Even though they're, like, undead, it's so weird. They're mummies, but they're not, like, they have, like, regular, like, human not human so they have like their suits you know their clothes are basically like the bandages but they still have like the medals and the you know the armor type of thing and then like the headdress for like princesses and it's really weird it's it's, it's a kind of well weird preserved design. yeah i guess so so whenever they but she has to get married so they ended up finding uh Tut, T-H-U-T, who, you know, is a famous chariot racer and everything, and he's used to, like, signing autographs and doing stuff like that. And his younger brother, uh, with their pet crocodile. Not Crocodile Loki, but uh, anyways. uh, Nefer, who's the princess, is really not wanting to get married. They ended up still going through like the ceremony, but they unlocked something that magic and stuff. They wind up modern day London walking around. There's this musical going on. That's uh, of ancient times. And she gets on stage cause she's, she wants to sing. She likes to sing, but in, you know, back in their homeland, she's not allowed to sing because, you know, the Pharaoh would not like it cause you know, she's doing something she would like, I guess. And anyways, uh, she gets that chance to sing. So she just in this, I guess like a music producer finds her and wants to make her a star and stuff. I don't know. This movie kind of takes a turn. They're trying to find this ring so they can get back home. Right. That's archaeologist found. But she ends up finding a music career along the way. (laughs) She gets a job. Um, It's really weird. It's like, what are we doing with this movie? You know, what are we doing with this? plot air quotes and yeah. the story but as they the movie progresses and they're trying you know the archaeologist realizes who they are also whenever there's like a light shown like a shone, shined when there's light put upon them there, there we go <laughs> artificial we'll say because natural light apparently this doesn't work but like flashes or artificial light is put on them they had their faces look don't look real they look like i guess mummy faces
1: okay kind of like pirates of the caribbean when they get in the moonlight they yes, just just
0: real. boom kind of like <laughs> yeah. that okay but it's yeah except not as yeah basically that that concept and they uh, you know they're trying to get this ring and the archaeologists want to basically keep the mummies because you know they're mummies and he's collecting all this other stuff so they end up uh they end up finding the you know, having the fight with the archaeologists and things so they can finally get the ring, go back to their natural land and they discover along the way, instead of it being an arranged marriage, they want to, you know, they fall in love and all that stuff mm-hmm. and actually want to get married and not have it be like an arranged marriage, but an actual hey, we actually just choose each other kind of marriage. Okay. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's a weird movie. It's not gonna be for adults. It's gonna be a movie for kids to watch on their own. Okay. While well, you do adult things, read literally anything, cook, do laundry, whatever. Kids will enjoy it. Like, especially younger kids, like four to uh, and then again, Grayson might like I don't know. Probably four to eight. We'll okay. see. Yeah. It's definitely for you. just no no one past that age is gonna probably enjoy this. It is a wonky movie. Um but some kids may enjoy it. I yeah. I not not as much. So but Sounds that's like okay. had a lot
1: going on and just couldn't
0: pick they a lane to stick to with. Narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they had several different premises that they wanted to they had several different options for the main plot, but can decide on one. Yeah. It's really weird. So may not be for everybody, more than likely. We'll, we'll definitely put it there. Um and that's all I got. As far as that. Uh, I did remember there's another trailer that came out Toho's Godzilla Minus One trailer came out uh, December 1st for a, re- a release date for that. Okay. I almost forgot about that one. I just came across it on happenstance looking for something else. And uh, let's see. Oh, and I wanted to, uh, you know, he's probably not listening, but uh send our, uh, our thoughts out. So past guests, two time past guests, Chris Mancini uh, that we've had on the show is uh, formerly from Comedy Film Nerds, but he's got his three podcasts. Um, what are you watching with Chris Mancini and his other two uh, conversations from the abyss and the quiet journeys of Professor uh, Atwood. Anyways, he had to have hip surgery. He had a bicycle accident. Oh, wow. He had a break his hip. Had surgery, was recovering, but was still in an immense amount of pain. Mm -hmm. Ended up getting rushed, went to his doctor. They sent him back to the emergency room. He had to basically correct the surgery that was done. So he had to have a second hip surgery on the same side. But apparently he's got like titanium X-Men, as he put it, titanium rods, like, uh, from X-Men. And he's once again recovering. So, uh. Wow. Y'all need to reach out and wish him some best wishes and all that. But yeah, bless his heart.
1: One surgery, then another surgery to correct the first surgery.
0: That's. You said? Yes. That's wild. Yeah.
1: Send mm. him yep. a stern letter like, look. Yeah. <laughs> I got time for this. Yep. <laughs> Get it
0: right. Story. Yeah. Facts. Um. So this week we have a. Uh, coming out we have the nun 2 as you spoke about earlier and we have my big fat greek wedding 3 which my mom will be the person who's going to go see that movie should have her watch it and then report back <laughs> i
1: didn't know they made it to three i i, I remember the uh, first one i never watched it, but yeah. I, I know i remember the name but i didn't know they yeah. made it to three <laughs> yeah so this trailer came out. I, i'm like oh. ah yeah.
0: And uh, then we have, uh, coming to Amazon Prime, Sitting in Bars Eating Cake, directed by two-time past guest and friend, director Trish C., who we will have on to talk about that movie. Um, we are just going to try and get that scheduled. But, yep, she's already excited about coming on to talk about it. We, uh, we definitely got a yes. We just have to do the whole scheduling logistics. So we're very excited about that and uh, and for her. So it looks like it'll be a nice, fun movie to watch.
1: Emotional, too. Yes. I peeped that
0: I'm like, ugh. Yep. Emotional, heartfelt. Yep. Tuck at them strings. For sure. So, yep. And that's what we have coming out this week. Boom. We'll probably watch. And honestly, the best part, I think, is going to be the fact that my mom will actually be here for the first time in over 6 years that she's been able to come visit us. Um, cuz after my grandparents couldn't travel anymore, she kind of kept visiting so she or quit visiting so that she can stay there and take care of them be close by, if, you know, if needed. Um, so this will be nice to have her back for a visit and a perfect week cuz we go watch that together. So true. So. Yep. Yep, yep. Anyways, uh yeah, that's what we got. That's is- for this week,
1: I've got nothing else. I'm going to hold yeah. off on what I, I was going to mention something else, but I'm going to wait till next okay. week. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to actually talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a plan. It, yeah, yeah, I think it's worth talking about. Might even try to watch it
0: again just to. Okay. But yeah. I'll hold that for next week. There you go. Sounds like a plan, man. Yep. Yeah. All right, friends. We are in September uh, somehow. Yeah. It's nice just like a blur. <laughs> My dude, I remember us talking about how April was already here and it was already spring. Now here we are in September,
1: on the cusp mm. of fall. y'all Like the most I remember from from August was that week of heat.
0: <laughs> yep. Other than that. Yeah. August what? Where? Yeah, exactly. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Here we are. September. Yep. Mm. We have. We officially have. 31? I'm going to do math. 27 days till we can wake Billy Joe up. So. All right. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, as long as we're not trying to wake up Mariah Carey. And save nope. her till after. Ooh. Hilton,
0: no, no. I'll send Michael Myers after.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, give me my face back.
0: <laughs> yep. True your story. Uh. Uh. <laughs> 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 all right, friends. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week. We're very excited.
1: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. I Also,
0: recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental Advisory Movie Pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group parental advisory movie podcast and join in on the fun.